just so there's no illusion that this show broadcasts from like some super fancy studio with only the finest accoutrements for Callie and I, here's what happened exactly two minutes ago. I was sitting down to start the show. Sadie walked by to go to the front door to go outside. I asked Callie if she would let her out. Callie stepped out of the studio into the entryway and remarked about how terrible Sadie's <laughs> butt smelled because about 20 minutes before that, I walked into the studio where Sadie was sleeping and I had the thought, I'm like, it smells like a fart in here. And then Callie walks in five minutes later and she's like, did you fart in here? And I'm like, no, I think it's Sadie's butt. So then <laughs> Poor fa Sadie. fast forward, Sadie's out in the, in the entryway and Callie walks into the entryway and goes, oh my God, Sadie's butt stinks. <laughs> and then she opens the door and then I reminded her that Sadie ate part of a banana peel the other day. And we looked it up on the Googles and banana peels aren't toxic, but there's a lot of fiber in them. And it may take an extra day or two to work through the system. So we are at home. Our our workplace, our fancy studio, yeah. is currently inhabited by one very stinky beagle. Right. You know what? And I know there's other podcasters who don't have to deal with this. Like, who's number one? Joe Rogan. You know, mm -hmm. he just sold his deal to Spotify. He doesn't have a stinky butt beagle just he wandering around. He does not around. have a stinky butt beagle. And then this makes me think of the fact that um, there's now dogs in the White House again, including a rescue dog. So do you think there's ever a chance that there's some high-level meeting going on in the White House and somebody's like, <laughs> what's that smell? Do you smell a dog's butt? Oh, Sadie just walked in here. And then when Jeff said that, she walked out. Poor Sadie. Anywho, uh, yeah. So just, I just don't want you to think that there's anything fancy going on. I'm not sure that anyone thinks that we're fancy. So, and we might have to pause the show again because of the um, aforementioned banana peel. Sadie, <laughs> Sadie's butt may need our attention mid-show. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for a comfortable work-from-home environment, even though there's a farting beagle. My name is Callie Dollar, I and I am grateful for baby monitors. If you, by the way, have if this is your first episode, literally, that's a really weird way to start a show. And it could be somebody's first real episode. Like they probably already turned it off, so they're probably not even hearing it now. Right. Mm -hmm. We should pay more attention. Way to hook them, Jeff. Because yesterday we released a bonus episode that had a guest on it, which means the guest probably promoted our show to their followers. We had the car mom on. Mm -hmm. And so she, I know she shared on Instagram that she was on the episode. Yeah. And so if you're new, if you're a car mom listener, 
You're like, oh, I'll give these guys a shot. And the first thing you hear us talk about are dog farts. Like, I can promise you that's not a regular occurrence. It's not. If you made it this far, it's not. But let's move on to our actual show. Okay. I um, want to get philosophical about a garbage can, if okay. I could. Could I get philosophical about a garbage can? Uh, Sure. I... We talk on the show, we have talked in the past about these things called micro-anxieties, which are the tiny little things that happen or that exist in your life that would only take a few minutes to resolve, but you don't resolve them because it's such a small thing. I'll give you an example. At the top of our staircase, we have a scuff on the wall from moving a piece of furniture up or down the stairs, right? Right. I see it every time I go up or down the stairs and it drives me crazy. It would take me 15 minutes to go into the garage, find the paint that was on, that goes on that wall, stir it, dip a little paintbrush in it, fix, 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 seal the paint back up. Done. Yeah. There's um, a pile of stuff that's been sitting by the door to our garage for probably what? Two months drives me Nuts. It would take me less than five minutes to put all the stuff where it needs to go. And I never think about it until I'm walking out the door. But every time I walk out the door, it drives me crazy. And those are what micro anxieties are. It's just those little things. It's not a huge deal. It's not a day ruiner, but it's a little bit annoying every single day. And the point is, if you remove enough of these micro anxieties from your life, then you're overall life becomes less stressful because they don't, they're causing you anxiety that you don't even realize. It adds up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am energized to resolve some micro anxieties because I did something two days ago that has completely changed my mood. Okay. I replaced our kitchen garbage can. Oh, you did. We have a really nice garbage can now. And well, we, we had a nice garbage can before it was just old. It was beat up. It was beat. It had a big dent in it. It had just like dirty garbage and stuff. And I, I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I can just take it out back and hit the, hit it with the pressure washer and clean it off. And, but, and it was just, it was just a thing that was bugging me. And I happened to be on uh, target.com and they were having a sale on garbage cans. And I looked and I bought one and I took the old one out and I put the new one in mm -hmm. and we don't have like a fancy garbage can that goes in a drawer or whatever, you no. know, like in a cabinet. This is just sitting next to the counter. The joy it brings me every time I throw something out. Does it? Happiness that the garbage can, it doesn't have a big dent in it. So you're like, I want to do more of these. That the lid isn't dirty. And replacing it took 10 minutes, wasn't expensive, old garbage can gone, new garbage can in the place. So my point is with this, my philo philosophy with this is what is your garbage can? What tiny little thing can you take a few minutes today to replace or to improve that will then bring you joy every day for the next two weeks. Like, what is it? I know what one of my next ones is going to be. What's that? The scuff on the wall. I know what one of my ones after that's going to be. Hmm. The We have two windows, like, that look out, like, toward the back of the house. But yeah. they're 
they look out onto that porch or that patio mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, and they're filthy. But I only notice they're filthy in the morning when the sun hits them just right. Yeah. And I'm going to clean those. Nice. Yeah, because then every time I see them and I notice they're not dirty, instead of bringing me frustration, it'll bring me joy. So find your garbage can, find your paint scuff, find your dirty window, and make a commitment to yourself right now. Make a pro- Put your hand over your heart and say, <laughs> self, self, I promise myself, self, that I will take care of this within 24 hours. And then do it and watch the joy that blooms. <laughs> All because of a new garbage can. Is that the end for you? That's the end. The end. There you go. To feel like you should take a bow. I was reading this article. Again, if you've come here because you heard about us and this is your first maybe, episode. Maybe you just shouldn't listen to this episode. Maybe you just go back a couple <laughs> episodes and listen to some other episodes. This is like a really bad. Garbage can philosophy, farting beagles. What do you got now? I think you could just say like stinky beagles. That would be like a nicer way. Stinky butt Unless, beagle. Whatever. Um, I was reading something interesting yesterday that said that the average, there's a there's an age that people would like to freeze in time. So I guess everybody that they surveyed said, what is the best year that you would go back and you would freeze? So if you had to hit... If instead of living every year and getting older every year and getting older every year, yes. you would stop, you would pause your life at a certain year and just keep living that year over and over again. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think you would just you just wouldn't age from that right. point forward, right? Okay. So the average age, which surprised me a little bit, that not the average age, the age that people surveyed. Can I guess? Said, yeah. 25. No. 21. No. 28. No. No. Why? Okay. No. Um, it actually said that no one would redo their 20s. No one would pause in their 20s. I, when I, when I ste- kept trying to think of numbers in the 20s, I realized 20s is bad. Oh, my gosh. There is not enough yeah. money in the world for you to pay me to redo my 20s. Right. Because you're kind of insecure. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. There's not a lot of like, you're figuring life out. Kinda. But when you're in, here's the conflict though. When you're in your 20s, you think it's the greatest time of your life. Yes, you do. And then when you hit 30, you're like, wow, that was messy. It makes so much more sense now. Right. And also I made a bunch of mistakes and whatever. Anyway, so the average, the age that everybody wanted to be paused on was 36. So I was just thinking, okay, so I'm 35 now. I'm like, is next year going to be my best year ever? Slash, will I be peaking next year? Like, that's kind of scary. And then my second thought was that I wanted to ask you, because you're a bit older than I am, have you hit an age where you feel like, you know what? I wish I could go back and pause that. I, yes, and I have two years. Okay. Uh, One which I think people are, uh, I mean, it, it makes sense, but people would be like, really? But I think for me personally, 2020 wasn't bad. And I actually appreciate the gifts it brought me. Not the least of which is a daughter, but 
the forced, I don't want to call it isolation, but like you and I going through the pregnancy as close as we got to go through it because mm-hmm. there was nothing else. Um, I think, you know, the, the, the podcast surviving, even though we had to pivot a little bit, the podcast doing well, 2020 was not a bad year for me. And I feel it's tough for me to say that because I know 2020 was a terrible year for so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, if I'm just being, if I don't have to think of anyone else, I would say 2020 would be one of the two years. Then my other year would be 2016. 2016 was a great year. Remember? Mm-hmm. 2016, you we started. We were high on life in 2016. We got married. You started a new job. I started was, a new I job. I like, quit a job. It was great. But when you're talking about, it's not talking about the year and what happened to you in that year. It's talking about what age you are when you really feel like life is at an all-time peak in your life. But that would be 2016, don't you think? No, I think mine hasn't happened yet. Oh. And let me tell you why. I feel like where I had the same, my first thought was the same thing about 2020, like not about the year, but when I was 34 was the year that I, that our daughter was born and also the year that you and I got closer than we've ever been before. It was like a really emotionally intimate year for us. And I feel like we're not done growing our family yet. Um, and I just feel like there's going to be things in the future. So I don't feel like I've hit a peak point yet in my life. Okay. Does that Uh make sense? Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I was kind of more interested to see like, where were you at 36, like mentally, like Do you even remember? It would have been 10 years ago, right? Yeah. So isn't that about when we met? No, it's that was a little before we met. No, 20. No, we met 10 years ago. We met in 2012, at the end of 2012. Oh, yeah, I was off by a year. Uh, well, no, that with 36, I was, I was, if that's that, I was like at the start of my divorce and stuff. That was oof, crappy. That was, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you haven't hit your peak year either. Why can't we, why won't you accept my peak year answers? No, I will. I'm just oh, okay. saying like, I, like you would be, I don't think that you would be fulfilled hitting pause in 2016 for the rest of your life because we didn't have Ellie. Oh, I see what and you're saying. And I don't feel like you would pause on 2020 because if we have another child, like our family won't, is, won't be complete yet. So that, make, that makes sense. If that's what fulfills you, but if it's like a, you know, career looks standpoint, whatever, then yeah. At some point I um, stopped listening because Sadie walked in the room and wow, it is bad. We <laughs> might have to pressure wash her or something. No, uh, we would never pressure wash Sadie. Just her butt. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yesterday with the bonus episode that we released uh, starring Kelly Stumpy, the car mom, that was our, believe it or not, five hundredth episode that's insane 500 episodes can you believe that that's i no i honestly can't when you think back to august of 2019 if 
Remember our initial plan? I can go back probably and find our notes, but our plan was just to start the show in 2019 and then get to a certain number of listeners before the end of the year. Like, I think we wanted to get a total of like 10,000 people listening to the show total Mm -hmm. between August and the end of the year. And then we were going to spend 2020 figuring out if we could make money from it. Right. And then we had like big plans to like create a community and all this other stuff. And the thing took off and now we get, you know, over 10,000 listeners per day. We have the most incredible, and I'm not even, I'm not even blowing smoke. I'm not even kidding. We have the most incredible audience in all of podcasting. Mm -hmm. I believe that the people who listen to and support and engage with this show are the greatest human beings on the planet. Agreed. When you think of the stuff that we've done, like accomplished as a community, ridiculous. The superficial crap, like voting us number one month after month after month on podcast magazine, like that's awesome. Thank you for that. That's great. But then changing people's lives, fundraising, supporting the community, supporting restaurants, supporting third shift hospital workers, uh, supporting families who are in need, foster kids, everything that, that we propose, the people just rally, do it for Donna, do it for Jan, all of those things. Incredible, like ridiculous. Does it kind of blow your mind? It's, Yeah. It's the coolest thing. And I want to, I've been over the past, like a little bit, like kind of wrapped up too much in the business side of it. And I want to kind of shake that because it makes me forget what this is really about. And I know this is like going down a road, but in my dream world is we're able to create a business that everything like there's no financial need for the upside with Callie and Jeff, like other parts of the business make enough money that we don't have to worry about making money from the upside with Callie and Jeff, but we keep the show and we keep the community and every penny that we make off of this show in this community somehow gets recycled back into the community. Like, yeah. That's my dream. Mm-hmm. That's like my Oprah Winfrey level dream. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. So anyways, 500 episodes. What do you, how do you feel about it? I feel like I can't believe you still don't have another job. Like I, I know that we hoped that this would happen and we were really kind of just crossing our fingers, you know, cause there was a point where we were like, well, we don't, not that we don't have another option, but we re- really, really want this to work and we don't want to move. Jeff doesn't want to chase another radio job. Like we really believe in this. And I think when you put your heart and soul into something, um, and you don't have a plan B because we literally did not have a plan B that it kind of, you know, works itself out in some way or another. So yeah, I still feel like we have so much to do. Callie and Jeff, I got to tell you, in in the last, I don't know, couple of months, three or four months actually, since before Christmas, I have not been going to work. And so therefore, I have not been spending as much time listening 
to any podcast that I got back on the bandwagon and I listened to Friday's episode and I have not giggled and laughed more in such a long time. And it was just so refreshing and it made me remember why I love your show so much. I I just connect. I just it's like you're my people. It's like what you think is funny is so funny to me. I get it. And you get it. Anyway, I realize how much I have missed your show. I'm just letting you know that I totally enjoyed listening to Friday's episode and I laughed. Oh my gosh, I laughed and laughed. So, love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. That is the best compliment of all time. Right? When yeah. when somebody says that listening to our show is just like hanging out and having a beer or having a cup of coffee with us, love it. Yeah, I was um, going through some because I would like to. I have a little office space in our house, and I have some notes from some of you, some handwritten super nice notes that I want to kind of like make a wall of just to remember on hard days what you know, like the value of community and, yeah. you know, what we all bring to each other's lives and, and what the community brings to life. And I don't want to forget that. And I, one of the things that I read was you guys make me feel less lonely. And that to me, the, the two best things we could ever hear about the show are number one, you feel like my friends, I feel like we're having coffee together or wine or, you know, beer apparently with Jeff. Um, <laughs> And you make me feel like I'm not going through this by myself and this being life. And truly, those are the best two compliments we've ever gotten. So 500 episodes. Thank you very much. We appreciate you so much. Um, Let's go make 500 more. You know what I don't think is ever going to get old is watching your child learn something new. Now, Ellie's not even four months old, but every single day I see her recognize a toy or look in the direction of her mom's voice or react to some music that's playing. And it's incredible. I can't wait to watch her discover a lifetime of learning. She's already gotten her first KiwiCo crate and we're going to keep them coming because a Kiwi Co-Crate takes exploration and learning to new heights. She can sail the solar system. She can harness a hydraulic claw. She can play pinball. She can even do colorful chemistry experiments. Of course, all of this when she's a little bit older. Get a Kiwi Co-Crate for your kid today with different crates for kids of all ages, including Ellie's age. There's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel anytime. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 30% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code UPSIDE. 
Half of Americans report that they struggle with daily fatigue. Do you feel me on that? Some signs include decreased focus, lack of motivation, poor mood, and unhappiness. Well, let me tell you about Liquid IV's Energy Multiplier. You can upgrade your vibe and reach your constant state of awesome. Now, here's what I love about it. I mean, sometimes getting a cup of coffee, making a cup of coffee, that can be a luxury, right? Liquid IV sticks come in little packets that you can throw in your bag on the go and have them around. You just rip them open and stick them in water and you will have the energy that you would have in one to two cups of coffee. It is fast. It is easy. It is delicious. The lemon ginger flavor is awesome. Grab your energy liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code upside at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code upside at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com promo code upside. If something is interfering with your happiness, talk to somebody about it. If something is preventing you from achieving your goals, talk to someone about it. BetterHelp is going to assess your needs and then match you with your own licensed professional therapist that you can meet with in a safe and private online environment, which means you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You can even do it from the comfort of your car parked in a parking lot where nobody you know is ever going to see you. It's not self-help, it's professional counseling, and you can have an appointment with your counselor usually in under 24 hours. All you have to do is go to betterhelp.com slash upside. Everything you share is confidential, it's convenient, it's professional, and it's affordable with financial aid available in some cases. I want you to start living a happier life today. As an Upside listener, you can get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash upside. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day is, you can't be that kid standing at the top of the water slide overthinking it. You have to go down the chute. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, here is an idea. If you are angry, get yourself an anger buddy. Uh, an anger buddy is a thick-skinned friend who will allow you to verbally assault him or her oh my God. as a stand-in for the person you really want to yell at. Ideally, you would be able to return the favor for this person. So if you are my anger buddy, Callie, and I was super mad at whatever, right? Aren't, aren't I kind of your anger buddy already? <laughs> I would just, I guess we would just go into a room and shut the door. And then I would yell at you as though you were the person who cut me off in traffic, you know, yeah. cut in front of me in line and got the last something I was trying to buy, whatever it is. And I would just yell at you. And then when you have a bad day or somebody upsets you, you would yell at me. But anger buddies are a real thing. So get yourself an anger buddy. Uh, number two of my three random things for today. If you want to be happier, and I actually agree with this. I agree with it. If you want to be happier, pay your bills right away. Like the day that they arrive. You are the worst I know. at that. Like I know. the literal worst. I know. And it causes me anxiety. Which is, okay, I, this is a whole tangent that we have to talk about another day. 
And maybe I've mentioned it before. I can't remember what we've talked about on the show, what I've just had in my head. But Jeff self-sabotages. Yes. And bills are something he self-sabotages with. Like, there are things that would take you less than five minutes to take care of. You could yep. throw it away and never think about it again. But all this little stuff builds it up into your brain and then you explode. And I think a psychiatrist or I think your therapist would say you're doing it on purpose. Yeah, um, I've actually. I don't know why, but. I don't know why either, but it's this weird. I'll try to explain what my mentality is. And and maybe one person who is listening to this will be like, oh, yeah, I do that too. But here's the deal. If I have. This is going to it's not even going to make sense. If I have a bank account that has. Let's pick a dollar amount, uh, $2,000 in the bank account, right? And I've got four bills that are due and they're a hundred bucks each. That means if I pay all four, my bank account is now down to 1600 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. What I do, but I know that I'm getting a check for $500. Like I know that check's coming in. What I want to do is get that check in first before I pay the bills so that my bank account never has to get down that low. That drives me crazy. I don't know why I do it because what difference does it make if you've got $2,000 in your bank account and you pay it down to $1,600 and then you deposit a check for for $500, right. you have $2,100 in your bank account. Right. If you wait for the, if you put $2,500 in your checking account and you pay four $100 bills, you have $2,100. Right. It's the same. It's the same thing. I, and the way that you do it stresses you out so bad. Like so, uh, just yes. a little, and this is it's like so far from three random things, but we'll sit, we were sitting in our bedroom a couple of weeks ago and there was something that like needed to be paid or whatever. And you know, it wasn't a question of, can we pay this? It was a question of why have you not paid this yet? And Jeff was trying to explain to me like, well, I know we have a check coming in on Monday. And I'm like, well, do we have the money in the account? He's like, yeah. I'm like, then pay the bill and get it off your desk. Like your desk is overflowing with a to-do list. It's driving you nuts. Just do it. I Just do. take care of it. I'm not going to, if you're not going to bounce a check or bounce it, you know what I mean? Like, I know. Do it. I do the same thing, but it's not just, there's something about having, yeah. I do the same thing with a lot of stuff. Not a lot, but there are a few things that I You I sabotage do. yourself? Yes. Hmm. Like, I could have all the food in the house to eat healthy all day except for dinner. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, I'm not going to start eating healthy until I can go to the store and get brown rice instead of white rice. And it's then, so weird. yeah, it's just, it's an odd When are you thing. going back to therapy again? I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I'm not going to do therapy anymore. Uh, I'm just going to talk about it on the podcast and then wait for messages from people who are like, I'm like that too. And then we'll just all get in a group chat and sort each other out. Okay. And that's uh, my second random thing. And my first random thing is how old. Your do you, third random thing? 
You just said my first random thing. Oh, my third random thing. (laughs) Uh, Callie, how old do you think Ellie should be before we give her her first cell phone? Mm. Because I have an average based on what other parents are doing. I would say whenever she's like outside of the house that she's not. Like 30? At a place where like she's around us or, you know what I mean? Like if we're dropping her off at a friend's house, she doesn't need it. But if she's going somewhere like in public, I don't know. I would want her to have one, but I don't know what that age is. Like, I don't know what age kids are doing that these days. Uh, According to this study by a company called Common Sense, Common Sense Media, um, by age 11, 53% of kids have their own smartphone. Uh, by age 12, almost 70% of kids have their own phone. Yeah. That so. doesn't surprise me, especially now. Like, you know, we were talking on the show um, last week about things that you would never fly now and how kids used to just leave their house, go ride bikes yeah. around, you know, all day and then be like, be home by dinner. And I feel like the world is so much more dangerous now that right. cell phones – you know, smartphones, I don't know, up for debate. But, you know, Ellie might have a jitterbug, you know, when she's like eight. If she's that alone, you know what a the jitterbug, jitterbug is? Is that the old person phone? <laughs> yeah, where so it only flip- has like, it has like two buttons on it. And it's like, call 911, call my mom. Got it. Yeah. Uh, those are my three random things. And then like four other random things that you didn't ask for. But there you go. <laughs> Seriously, with the show. Um Okay, so I have decided, we were talking yesterday about how I made a decision in our business, not a decision, but I had to have a conversation and I had to do a business action. Jeff and I talked it through, but I was, for the very first time, I think ever, I was firm in my delivery of how I felt and what I wanted to happen. And I don't normally do that because I am a people pleaser and I don't like to not be liked. It really bothers me. It irritates me. I hate it so much. Um, And this is the very first time ever that with some level of confidence, I was like, hey, this is how I feel about this. I feel pretty strongly about it. I want, it was very formal, but very, and so not me. And I was so proud of myself for doing that, sticking to that. I was proud of you as well. All day today, I have been going over and over and over in my head every single word that I said, thinking, I bet that person doesn't like me because of what I said. And now it's driving me crazy. (laughs) Who cares? Well, I don't care is the thing. I mean, I know, I I know. I I care because I, it just drives me insane not being liked or not feeling like I see eye to eye with someone, like not being able to see eye to eye with someone. And I really want to spend the rest of this year focusing on getting rid of that because I feel like it's such a nasty habit. And I feel like it's a doubly nasty habit for women to always second guess yourself being firm in business situations because you don't want people to think that you're being a B. How do you do that? I don't know. I think just exercising that more. And using your voice, but doing it, you know what I mean? Not speaking 
before you think, but when you have something thought out and you have something concrete and you feel a certain way and your gut is telling you to do something, it's okay to say, hey, I feel this way or this isn't working out or I want to switch directions on this project or I need you to redirect your focus here. As a leader, it's okay to say that. Yes. I think, I don't know if you've ever felt like you can't say things like that. I think it's super prevalent among women. Um, And I know that from just my interactions with, you know, my friends and stuff like Uh that, that we sometimes as women, more than men, hold back for fear of what people think of us or for fear of being, you know, a bee. And I really would like to overcome that this year. So that's um, like a, a... New Year's resolution that you're adopting in mid-February? Yes. Because I think it's really important. And yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I think maybe just practicing it over and over and over will hopefully get rid of that self-doubt. So I think it's, it's, I want to be confident in my business abilities. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. I spent all day yesterday working on the March of Appreciation, our celebration of you, the upside community, um, happening for the entire month of March. And I am so excited. I'm really excited too. I spent a bunch of my time yesterday curating prizes and putting together a prize list. Yep. I think right now I'm at 25. So I'm trying to get like, I'm trying to put together five more and they're all really, really, really good. Like I would be excited to win any prize on this list. I think what we might have to do is at the beginning of every episode, I think we're going to have to put a um, like a little welcome announcement because this is going to attract new listeners. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to real quick explain our show, but then also explain how the contest will work for the month mm-hmm. for anybody who's listening for the first time. So to answer a question that I know we will get, no, it doesn't hurt us if you hit fast forward. So if there's, if there's like this two minute announcement or uh, at the beginning of, of the show, and it's the, it's going to be the same one if we do it. It'll be the same exact one at the beginning of every episode. You can hit. I have a solution to that, by the way, but we'll talk about it. You do? Yeah, but we'll talk about it off the air, and then I'll. Um, What's your solution? Well, I'll tell you because it's a whole thing, and we got to have a business conversation. Oh. And to be totally honest, I'm a little tired. Oh, all right. Well, then uh, just know this: I'm really excited, and and the prizes are really good. Hey, Jeff and Kelly, it's Liz. I was just listening to today's episode about you guys going up to meet Jeff's dad and taking Ellie, and it made me so happy um, for you guys and for Ellie and for Jeff's dad. I have uh, almost 17 month old. She was born in October of 2019, and we still have a grandparent who hasn't gotten to meet her because she was supposed to come down for Thanksgiving and didn't get to come, and then you know, she was going to come down in March of last year. We had booked her a flight to come down and then COVID hit. And now here we are 17 months later. And, you know, my mother-in-law still hasn't gotten to meet my little girl who's so precious. So 
I'm so excited for you guys, and I'm glad that you're getting this out of the way and you're getting on the road, and Jeff's going to get to uh, introduce his dad to sweet little Ellie James. Talk to you guys later. Bye. I really don't know anyone that loves going into stores to try on bras. It's uncomfortable. The lighting stinks. Like you don't have different clothing options to try on with it. It's just a whole thing. Try on bras in the comfort of your own home with Third Love. I tried what was then their Fit Finder quiz. They have just updated it. Now it's called the Fitting Room. And it is such a pleasant experience. They're going to give you a quiz, right? Ask you things about the current fit of your bra. And they're also going to ask you what your personal style is to offer bras to you that are going to fit well, that you can try on in the comfort of your own home and with your own clothes and stuff like that without all of the uncomfortable mess that comes with trying on bras in person. I've done it. I love the experience I've had with Third Love and I will be a loyal customer for life. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering Upsiders 20% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 20% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash upside for 20% off today. Hey, Jeff and Callie. Okay, so I just finished listening to today's episode. And it's at the very end when, Callie, you're telling the story about putting the washcloth in your pants because your water was still in the process of breaking. (laughs) And Jeff tried to make the joke about putting one in the back of his pants, and it was just a whole thing. Jeff, buddy, I got your back, okay? The instant you said that, I started laughing, and I haven't been able to stop since. So I just wanted you to know that there's at least one person out there who appreciated your attempt at the joke. Have a great day. Bye. Just wondering, is Mercury in retrograde right now? Technology is going cray. At home, my Hulu isn't working. My Netflix isn't working. And then at work, I'm a teacher teaching simultaneously and Microsoft Teams isn't working. It's been a nightmare. Just wondering, is it Mercury's fault? Hey guys, it's Ashley giving you a call because Callie said, how do you clean the ceiling fan without dirtying the sheets? So what I do is I lay down a single sheet or blanket clean the ceiling fan, whatever falls on it, falls on it, take it off. And now that one blanket or sheet is dirty and not your whole bedding. So that's how I do it. Thanks guys. Hey, this is Jessica. I was listening to the show today about cleaning the ceiling fan and I have a great hack for that. So you take a pillowcase, like an older dirty one you don't care about. And then you like put the pillowcase open over the blades of the ceiling fan and then you like pull it, um, off this is hard to explain but then it pulls off all the dust inside the pillowcase and then you can just wash that so that's my ceiling fan cleaning hack have a good day hey callie so i'm listening to the episode of you talking about cleaning the ceiling fan and the best way to do it so that you don't get dust everywhere is to go to walmart buy a super cheap pillowcase and use the pillowcase and put it over the fan blade and then pull it off as you dust. Voila, all the dust stays in the pillowcase and you get nothing on your sheet. And all you do is throw the pillowcase in the wash to use again next time. Hope you all have a good day. Bye.
Like attracts like. You are a magnet. If you're negative, you're going to draw negativity. You're positive, you draw positive. You're a kind person, more people are kind to you. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand.